time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. Just a moment ago, you saw this video that talks about going to Trinidad and Tobago. And so uh, over spring break, uh, we're going to be loading up on I don't know how many airplanes. I don't know. Stefan's talking about chartering a jet. We'll see what it takes. But uh, we're going we're gonna to head down to Trinidad and Tobago. So I'm going to take this last, this last talk, this last week that we have in this Get in the Game series, and I want to talk to you about go, jumping in, going for it. I think, you know, when you see a video like that, there's, there's some of you in this room that cheer, and you're like, I'm in. Count me in. I'm going for it. There's some of you that when you see that, you're like, that's not for me, no way, and you think it's too impossible. There's some of you that there's, it's just, it, it, it didn't even connect. Like, you saw the video and you thought, mission trip, oh, it's for some other tribe other than me. It's not a, it's, a, it's not an I want to go, but it's a, an impossible, but instead it's like, I don't even know that I care. So I, I want to talk to all of you tonight, and I want to encourage you to really consider, pray about, look at jumping in the game, and, and, and really, for many of you going on your first trip overseas. Obviously, I know many of you have already gone this past summer. We sent, you know, some of you went to Swaziland. Who went to Swaziland? Some of you went to Swaziland. Yeah, and some of you went to Cambodia. And um, some of you went overseas all the way to Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> and so, just kidding. And so, and so I know many of you have already gone on trips, but I want to encourage you to consider uh, jumping in uh, on this spring break. Uh, I love the idea that when... Our culture has kids going on spring break to the beach. We have kids going to pray and do evangelism in the Caribbean and going door to door and reaching people for the cause of Christ. And so it's going to be a powerful time in March. And I want to encourage you to consider that. I want to read um, out of Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, say joy. Then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything that he had and bought it. So here's Jesus, and Jesus tells this story. And I love this word joy in here because this, this is a concept where Jesus says, it's kind of like a guy who finds a treasure or a treasure chest, you can imagine a treasure chest in a field, and because he knows that the treasure is of great value, he's willing to go and sell everything he has, all that he has, in order to buy it, and when he buys it, there's joy in it, and then in his joy, and I just like that word joy, because it illustrates the way in which he sacrificed. In his in joy, he sacrificed to get the field. He sold everything he had. For you and for me, a lot of times when we talk about sacrifice, joy isn't in the mix. When we think about sacrifice, we kind of often think about, well, you know, when we, when we chose to follow Jesus, there's going to be sacrifice, and it's mostly hardship. But in this, we find that there's a secret in the, in the treasure. There's something in the treasure that causes there to be joy in the person who sacrifices everything. 
So I want us to talk about how do you and I find treasure in the people, evangelism, going on a missions trip so that the sacrifices necessary, i.e., you know, what it takes to, even what Candace said, skip Chipotle and, uh, and, and, and maybe, maybe work an extra job, all the things that it will take, how can we so see this that we have joy in the midst of that? That we can sacrifice good things, legitimate things, fine things, not wrong things. But how can we sacrifice some of those things so that we have joy, so that we have delight? And the whole idea, the whole idea of, of, of going, the whole idea is, is, is that in, in you going, I, my hope is, is that you have to sacrifice. If, if it's just us going and mom and dad give you a check, then there won't be much delight because it's just, it's just given to you. But if you have to sacrifice for it, if there's some cost that hurts a little bit, you'll value it. How do you get joy? See, the, the, way, the way that you will uh, develop love for going is if in the treasure there's worth, if you find great value in the actual treasure. A lot of times when we do church, you know, for years, you don't, you don't really treasure it. It's just kind of about you. It's kind of like, well, I want an experience. I want a trip. But imagine if you valued those people the way that Jesus does or start to get a value. And we, we're going to spend a lot of time praying. We're going to point the prayer cannon. That's what I call the first prayer room. We're going to point the prayer cannon, you know, towards Trinidad and Tobago. And we're going to start praying and crying out to God for the people there. And what will happen is, over time, we'll start to develop passion, desire, delight. We'll start to value the people there. And so that when we go there, when you go there, you care. There's going to be a, a they're, they're going to be like a treasure. There's going to be value. Whatever you, whatever you value, you'll sacrifice for. Right? Whatever, whatever, you, whatever you deem, you know, possessing worth. You know, if you think something possesses worth, you're willing to sacrifice for it. And if you really care about it, there's actually joy in the sacrifice. I'm in a season right now where I've had four kids in the last seven years. So I have these little tiny treasures. They're little tiny people, right? And so they're one, three, five, and seven. And Dawson, Olivia, Adeline, and Justice. And the sacrifice to have these kids is actually a lot. I find myself taking care of poopy diapers all the time for seven years. I want you to imagine that. You know what I'm talking about. Seven years of poopy diapers, right? And now, that's a sacrifice. I just want you to know, that I used to drive a very cool red Mustang, right? Now I drive a very uncool swag wagon. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, those, <laughs> I'm telling you, and there's Cheerios always in it, and it always smells like orange juice and sometimes sour milk, but then we wash it. But anyway, and so... But there's some sacrifice there. I mean, my, my, my nights have changed. I mean, things have gotten different. I mean, Renata and I used to go on really cool vacations. Now they're different. They're, they're, it's just vacations feel different, you know? It's just, it, it's, it's, it's a bit crazy. And so there's a lot of sacrifice for me to have these little kids. But here's the reality. My, my, the measure, the value that I place on these kids on my, on my children, 
is priceless. I mean, I would, if you were to talk to me about, like sometimes, sometimes like when I want to go out with my brother Dan, you know, like my brother and I, we used to just go out late, you know, and, you know, go ESPN zone, hang out late. He, he you know, he still can kind of do that. I can't. But if my brother Dan, this is hypothetical because he would never say this, but if my brother Dan were to say, dude, why'd you have those kids, man? You can't go out and hang anymore, bro. I would be like, ugh. How dare, ugh, how dare you even talk like that? No, it's my joy to sacrifice late night at the ESPN zone because my little treasures, Dawson, Olivia, Adeline, and Justice, they're worth far more. I care about them far more than my old Mustang staying out late or doing some of those things, right? Because I place value on those treasures. They're like treasure, they're, it's, it's incomparable. I, you couldn't even, it feels, it feels horrible to even talk about the sacrifice because I delight in them so much. When you look at missionaries throughout the last couple hundred years, it's kind of the missionary expedition has taken place in the last couple hundred years. You have guys like Hudson Taylor who went to China. And upon his return, people talked about his sacrifice that he gave up the good life to go to China. And his rebuttal, his response to people in America that said, you know, how, did you, how could you give up the good life was, I never made a sacrifice. The joy and the delight of being a missionary, heralding the gospel, taking the, good, the gospel to the people in China far surpasses everything of American telephone and television and Pop-Tarts and microwaves. Has, holds nothing, I, I would gladly do it over and over again because the delight that I get in the sacrifice, it's easy for me. There's joy. There's joy in sacrificing those things because the treasure is so valuable, because the treasure is so great. And so obviously, when we read this parable, we can talk about how Jesus gladly gave up Eternity passed, seated on a throne, and became a man forever. I love to quote 2 Corinthians 8, 9, where it says that though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. And Jesus gladly, because he delighted in you, because he loves you so much, he gave up, seated on a throne, gave up, and came to earth, essentially as a missionary, essentially to win you back, for you to know about him, to live out in front of you who he is, who God is. And then he made a great sacrifice. And he would look and say, I would gladly do it all again. We've always, we always hear those songs, you know. He'd do it again. He would do it, why? Because he delights in you, because you're his treasure. So then we take this parable and the same idea, we go, okay, because of the great sacrifice that Jesus made for me, I gladly delight to follow him. And if you have a guy like Luke Valentine, who just this weekend gave his life to Jesus, yeah, Luke Valentine, if you were to say to Luke, Luke, you gave up so much, he would say, no, 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 no. Giving those things up was nothing compared to the surpassing greatness of the treasure of Jesus. Jesus, I would glad, Jesus is the treasure, and I would gladly sell all that I had. I would gladly give up whatever I had, all those old things, because they, they pale in comparison to the greatness of the treasure 
of Jesus. There's, there's excellency, there's worth, there's value. And so I don't even want to, it's, it's hard to even talk about it. No, I don't even like those things compared to the greatness. Jesus. And then we take it to the next level. Because Jesus tells us, Jesus tells you and me to go and to tell the world that Jesus lives. To go and proclaim it. And in order to be obedient to Jesus, it will take sacrifice. It's going to cost you. Even if you, even, I don't care if your mom and dad, if your mom's a lawyer and your dad's a doctor like on the Cosby show and you're rich, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what you've got. If you, if you are going to go, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you something. But here's the idea. The idea is that in our gratitude for what Jesus did for us and our love for him being, he's our treasure, then we go, okay, Jesus, what do you treasure? And he says, I desire that one day there would be a great multitude around my throne of which no one could count from every tongue, every tribe, every nation. I want a great multitude from Trinidad and Tobago, which is one nation. I found out because I've been saying it wrong. So it's one place. So we, you know, we could pick anywhere. We could, we could kind of just, you know, the idea is we're going to pick one place, and we, this year we chose we're going to go to Trinidad and Tobago, and you get the privilege. You get the opportunity to say, okay, I want to find treasure, value in those people. And it, on the day after we get back, and you've seen people come to Jesus, you've seen miracles, and you come back, and people, if people were to say, Oh, it's so amazing that you skipped baby, or that you babysat so many times and you skipped Chipotle and you skipped Starbucks so that you could go over there and help those people. You'd be like, no, 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 no. It, it was my joy. Don't even, don't, it, 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 I don't, I, if it's gross for me, you to even talk that way because my delight, I have joy in the sacrifice. It's my honor. It's my privilege. I care so much more about those people than I care about burritos. I care so much more about those people than I do lattes. I care so much more about those people than that's, because you've, you've got some of your heart, some of your treasure. The secret to a great missions trip, the secret to you wanting to go is not, hey, it's the youth group, we're all gonna go. Yeah, did you get your passport? I can't believe it. We're gonna drink Coke on an airplane. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. That's fun. But that's not it. What, it. what happens is, is in the place of prayer, Philippians 1 says that Paul says, and I long for you with the affections of Christ, and this is my prayer. The way that you will grow in, 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 in having God's love for those people is if you pray for them. And if we spend the next six months, five months in the place of prayer crying out for them, over time, you will start to love them. God will start to download his heart, and you'll start to love them the way he loves them. And then there'll be, there'll be a treasure to you. I saw it this week over in the prayer room. And so many people praying, you know, because the prayer room's right in our offices. So we just hear it all the time, right? Especially Dan and Austin. All right. But Ronnie Austin, better known as Roston. All right. But, but we heard all week long constant prayers for Coram Deo. Constant prayers for Coram Deo, the retreat. 
So by the time you get there, there's an expectation, and there's a God, come, and it's not just a kind of a cold turkey, here we are, what do we do next? I don't know, Nico or Rico, why don't you sing kind of thing? Instead, it's, sorry, someone called him Rico this weekend, but his name's Nico, but anyway. Instead, it's we get there, and we've got God's heart, and God's already given us his heart, and there's anticipation. It's the same thing as we go. As we go to Trinidad and Tobago. And so my, 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 I want to encourage you. There's, a, there's so many reasons. We could talk about, yeah, you need the experience because you're an American and you need to not drink Mountain Dew and Starbucks for a week and it's good for you. That's what my dad would say when I was a kid. Yeah, it's good for you. You know, and that's true. You know, that's probably true. It's probably true that it's good for you, you know, you know, so that you get to see another culture and maybe some of your teachers will say some things like that. But as your pastor... I'll tell you the best motivation is if you see those people the way that God sees them. You go, I've got a little window of time. I only have one sophomore year spring break, one junior year spring break, whatever your age is. And instead of spending that spring break, wasting it, hanging out, chillaxing, I am going to go. I'm going to make a sacrifice. And there's joy in the sacrifice. And people look at you and go, oh, it's so great that you're saying, you go, ooh. No, I don't want those applause. I get applause from Christ and Christ alone. Don't give me your applause. I don't want your applause. I just want to go, those people are my reward because those people are actually Jesus' reward and I go to make sure that he gets the reward of his suffering. Amen? Yeah. All right. Well, here's what I'd like to do. Rico, if you'll come on up here. (laughs) Sorry. I love you, bro. I'm sorry. It's just so funny. Um, you remember Matt Martin? He's, uh, yeah, he's the one that called him Rico. Okay, so just throw Matt right under the bus. But here's what I'd like. Sorry, we're family. We can say that. All right. Here's what I'd like to do. I, I want to encourage you, and this is not kind of a sentimental moment. This is like, I'm talking like, I'm talking like decision moment. If you go, David, I want to jump in the game. I've never, I, I don't, maybe you've done the missions thing before. Maybe this is your first time. But you want to jump in and go, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I want to, you know, I'm going to connect. I want to try to get on the airplane, go with DSM. We're going to pray. We're going to do tons of prayer while we're there. We're going with Every Home for Christ. Every Home for Christ is a missions organization that in the last 65 years has won a hundred, a a hundred million people to Jesus in 65 years. They're headquartered right down the road, and I just thought, how awesome for us to go with them. So we're going to go with them. We're going to go door to door in Trinidad and Tobago, and we're going to pray like crazy. We're going to win people to Christ by faith, and I, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's the best way to spend a spring break. Stefan and I are going to go. We'll see who else goes, but if you go tonight, I'm, I mean, not even emotional, just kind of like, yeah, I want to go. I want to go, and even if you don't have a dollar to your name, even if you owe your parents money and you've got nothing. If you go, I want to go, I just want to pray for you. We're going to do just, I just want to pray for those people that you go, I don't know how it's going to happen. It's, I'm going to need a miracle, but I want to go. If that's you, come join me at the front and let's pray together. All right? Let's give them a hand as they come. Wow, it's a lot. That's good. It's going to be fun. You going to go, Luke? All right. You going, Preston? Uh, you going?
All right, all right, I'll get you right there. Okay, you're on. All right, will you? All right. All right. Would you guys, would you just stretch out your hands toward these guys? Stretch out your hands towards them. Jesus, we love you. We live for your reward. We call you worthy tonight. And God, we want to be messengers. We love salvation. We love the salvation that's taking place. We love prayer. We love family in this community. And God, we want to be missionaries to our world. We want to be missionaries in our high schools. And we want to set our feet on foreign soil. Jesus, we do love you so much. God, I pray for every young man and every young woman that's right here saying they want to go on this trip. I pray, Lord God, for financial miracles for them. Pray that you would open up opportunities, open up doors. God, I ask, Lord Jesus, Lord, that you would do a miracle. I pray, Lord, for your grace to be upon them. I pray that you would bless them and help them. God, I thank you for them. I pray that they would find delight in the sacrifice. Joy in the sacrifice. In Jesus' name. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did. Because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.